gun Ramos looking like he's got one more good run Sips a little shaky But his heart is still true Oh how that dog loves hunting with me and you Sporting dog adventures run The Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly brought to you by Soggy Acres Retrievers. Remember, everyone deserves a Soggy Dog. Welcome to this week's Sporting Dog Adventures podcast. Today we're going to talk about the do's and don'ts prior to taking your dog to training. We are going to get into our training segment with teaching a puppy to heal. And we're going to talk about our first hunts with our dog after training during our hunting segment. So these are going to be three great topics as we are looking toward getting toward training season and helping you get your dog so that they are field ready by the next hunting season. Now, a lot of our conversations that I have end up being because I've gotten dogs in for training like we just did last week. Or I have a topic I've seen online that is repeatedly brought up. Or I have talked to another trainer and they are telling me something that they've come up with. Or something that frustrates them or something that they've covered during their uh, training with their dogs. So the do's and don'ts of getting your dogs ready to go to a trainer. This is something that I will probably bring up several times a year because it is always where we get dogs in and they've had certain experiences that they just shouldn't have. So the do's and don'ts, if you're going to take your dog to training, let's talk about the do's first. Have your dog where they've worn a collar. I know that sounds trivial, but I've gotten dogs in where they're pawing at collars because they've never had a collar on. You need to teach your dog the sit command, a recall command, whether it's here or come. I like the word here. You're going to teach the dog the kennel command and also teach the dog to heal while walking. These are commands that once taught will greatly help the puppy when they go to a trainer or they're going to help you once you start your formal training. The one thing that I always run into, and it's funny because it's something I did with my first dog, is I don't teach a stay command. A stay command is something that, quite honestly, doesn't make sense because if you teach a dog to sit, they're supposed to sit until you release them. So you don't need a stay command. So you're going to teach the dog the sit command and you're going to reinforce it or the kennel command, you're going to reinforce it because when they don't do that command or they break or 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 they uh, leave their seated position, you're going to correct them eventually with the e-collar. So again, you're going to teach sit Hear, kennel, and heal. Those are the commands you're going to want to work with with your dog prior to taking them to training or starting your training program. You're also going to work with your dog on retrieves. Again, you don't need to worry about retrieving with your puppy over and over and over again. If you just work with them a few times a day or even a few times a week, they're bred to retrieve. So if they're they're retriever crazy... That's great, but we don't necessarily need to go out and throw them uh, marks. We don't need to have that different stuff that's done with them. But when you do work with them on their retrieving, encourage that they bring something to hand. Get down on a knee, 
have them come to you. Don't necessarily grab what they've retrieved. If it's a bumper, love on them and tell them how great they are and then take it from them. The number one thing that we don't want to do is teach them to drop at your feet because that is something that's really hard to fix once we get into our force fetcher trained retrieve. So again, work on them retrieving to hand. And lastly, make sure they've walked on a lead. I've gotten in so many dogs that have had yards or live out in the country and they've never walked on a leash. Make sure they've walked on a lead. Make sure they understand that concept. This will greatly help them when they get with their trainer or when you start your formal training so that you can progress. Now let's talk about the don'ts that we have with our dogs. Do not hunt your dog prior to training. I know that concept is out there. I know that you're always going to have friends or family members that say, let's take your dog and we'll hunt them with my dog and they'll learn how to hunt. That is absolutely 100% not the way to train a dog. You're actually training a dog and setting them up for failure because training is about control. We are teaching the dog they hunt for us. They hunt as a team. And if you let them run around like an idiot, you're just putting them in with experiences that you're then going to have to fix at a later date. If you have, especially if you have someone that's telling you that's how you train a dog, they have absolutely no idea how to train dogs and they are going to teach you the wrong things to teach your dog. So don't hunt your dog prior to your training being done. They are bred to hunt. They are trained control and that they hunt for us. Again, misnomer that you train a dog to hunt. You don't. You train a dog control so that they hunt for you as part of a team. Do not take your dog out and shoot a shotgun over them. That is something that is so common that I hear. I've got a dog in now that that I was told is concerned when a dog is shot when a gun is shot around the dog. You will create gunshot dogs by shooting over a dog. There are ways to introduce a dog. That's great if you know how to introduce a dog or have someone that can work with you. I still don't even worry about shooting around a dog until they're at least six months old. We don't need to put a puppy into a situation where something could be looked at as a negative. So again, if you're going to take your dog to a, to a trainer or you're going to have a, tra a formal training program that you're working with, with yourself, a club or a trainer themselves working with you, introduce the dog properly. Don't just shoot over the dog. Again, that gets back to don't hunt or hunt a dog prior to training because you're going to be shooting over the dog on birds when the dog doesn't understand what is going on. The last thing we need to worry about with a dog prior to going training or being in a training program, for gosh sakes, have the dog where they're in shape. Every year I get dogs in that are either morbidly obese or obese, and the owners don't realize it. Folks, the, I have a big, big, I always hear, I've got a big dog. My dog's big, big, 120 pounds at eight months old. No, you don't. The dog is not big. The dog is not strong. The dog is obese. And if you look at it honestly, with the percentage that they're obese, it's abuse. We need to have our dogs where they're in good shape. We need to have our dogs so that they are at a healthy weight. It's no different having a dog that is 20 pounds overweight 
than having myself. I weigh 180 pounds, still got a little bit of weight to lose, but having myself instead of at 180 pounds, 20 pounds overweight would be probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 40% overweight. That would be like me having 30 to 50 extra pounds on me. How fair is it then as a human being having 50 pounds of extra weight, going out and running around and trying to be athletic? I'm going to have issues with my joints, my ligaments, all sorts of problems because of my weight. Dogs are no different. I know they're doing genetic testing on dogs for ACL injuries. I will tell you that about 80% of the dogs that I have seen that have had ACL issues are at least 10% or more overweight. If as people, when we're looking at BMIs, if you're 10% overweight, you're called obese, how is that any different than a dog? Dogs carry it different, so we don't realize it as much. And vets honestly are terrible about telling people that their their dogs are overweight. I've got one dog in, she's 82 pounds. The gentleman said he's taken weight off of her already. His vet told him the dog was at a good weight. The dog is about a 55 pound dog, maybe 60 pounds. I'm going to go 55 pounds once she's in shape. She's a young dog. So I'm having to put her on a fairly drastic diet, make sure she's getting exercise so that it is safe for me to take her out and run her in the field. Now, As we start our training, we're working on obedience, e-collar conditioning, and force fetch. So it is, there's plenty of time, but at the same time, if you let this dog or any dog get to the point where they're obese and then you're taking them out hunting, if they have a strong drive and will, they will run through a brick wall for you. That means that you're putting them in a position where they're going to run until they're damn near dead. Get your dogs in shape prior to training. Get your dogs in shape prior to dropping them off at a trainer. Do right by your dog and have them at a healthy weight. A healthy weight is where you should barely be able to see that last rib on them. And if you rub their sides, you can feel their ribs. They will last so much longer. You're going to get so many more years out of enjoyment. And you're going to have a lot less vet bills. You're going to have a dog that is happy, healthy, and you're going to have more money in your wallet. If you want to give your dogs treats, don't worry about buying a bunch of treats. Measure out their their food at the beginning of the day and just give them treats, quote unquote, from their food, which can be their kibble. Then at least you know what you're giving the dog and that you got them in a good position so that when they start training. So those are some of the do's and don'ts. There are obviously going to be more, but that are some that I think of that I am telling my clients and my friends and people I work with on what they need to have uh, where their dogs are at uh, prior to training. Stay tuned next as we're going to talk about teaching a puppy to heal. All that and more coming up after this. This portion of the podcast is proudly brought to you by Boucher Automotive in Janesville, Wisconsin. Welcome back to the show. We are going to talk about our training tip today, which is teaching a puppy to heal. Now, prior to this, we talked about the do's and don'ts of training. We talked about having a dog that was not overweight. I will tell you that what I do when I have pups of my own that I'm training, I will measure out their food in the morning. I just use their kibble for their quote unquote treat to teach them. And then I have everything calorically controlled. So I know my puppies. Uh, taking in good calories, how many, etc. 
So what I will do is I will use a treat in my hand. I'll of course have it in my fingers, let the puppy know, let them eat one little piece of kibble so they know that my fingers are the magic treat dispenser. Then I will have them on a leash with a collar, walking with them, and I will give them treats as they are walking next to me at my knee. So I'm walking slowly and I'm giving them treats, telling them, heal, good dog, heal. Whenever they are in that right spot, I'm giving them a treat and I'm telling them, heal. Again, I'm doing this over a few days and at the conclusion of about a week, I'm gonna do every other time when they're there, when I'm giving the command, telling them, heal, good dog, good. And then the next time, heal, good dog, good, and giving them a treat so that eventually you're weaning off the treats and you're using your praise as the reward. This works out wonderfully. They love to eat. They love their food. They're walking at heel and you're gonna have a dog that is just plastered to your leg where their shoulder is about even with your leg and they're walking at heel because they know they're gonna get rewarded. So simple training tip, easy way to teach a dog heel so that you can have your dog walking stylishly when you're out there showing them off to your neighbors. Hope that helps. Next, we are going to have taking your puppy out or your trained dog out on your first hunts and our hunting tip coming up after this. This part of the podcast is brought to you proudly by Mech Outdoors. Welcome back to the show. So this is our hunting tip, and we're going to talk about handling your dog when you first get them through their training. And this is something that I actually get a lot of weird looks from. If you have a dog that's just gone through training, whether you trained him yourself or you worked with a trainer, your first one to five hunts, my suggestion is, you're not going to like this, don't take your gun. Realize when you are out in the field, you are no longer a hunter. You're now a handler first. And with a young dog, many things can happen. When you're doing training, you're working with them in a controlled atmosphere. You can't show them the chaos of hunting. So you want to really be able to watch them so you can see if there are issues where the dog is unsure, the dog's downright scared, the dog is overly excited, the dog's gonna break. You wanna take note of all this so that you can work with your dog in that first year to get them so that they're in line and so that they are completely obedient and understand what's expected of them. Yes, we worked with it during training, but again, training and hunting are two different animals. I still remember I had one dog, I had shot birds over, I took her guiding on a pheasant hunt uh, back when I uh, guided, and the first bird went up, four hunters emptied their gun, they missed the bird, the dog ran back to the truck, got in the trailer, and would not come out. She was so scared when 12 guns, or 12 shots went off, because when I took her out, it was just one or two shots. So again, at that time, I left her in the trailer, brought her back home, worked there extensively. She was not gun shy per se. She was very scared by the guns that day, but worked with her and she ended up being a fine hunting dog. You want to make sure that you're putting them in as controlled of an atmosphere as you can in hunting. So I also suggest only have one or two shooters. And again, leave your gun home. Worry about teaching your dog so that they understand what's expected of them out in the hunting situation. 
so that you can have them ready and successful for the years to come. Not what everyone wants to hear, but the reality is we want to make sure that we are good handlers first and we are hunters second. We'll talk about, and we have talked about in the past, about making sure we're good shots so we do reward the dog. We don't get that dirty look. But for the first few hunts, just make it all about them and making sure that they understand what's expected. I want to thank you so much for listening to today's show. Also, if you enjoy our show, if you can please give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or whatever else you can on a platform, that helps us with our page rank. That helps us get more people involved in listening to our show. You can always email me or you can leave a voice message on our show so that you can let us know questions you have. If you want to email me, sportingdogtv at gmail.com. And please, above all, share our show with your friends. We want it to grow. We're not worried about monetizing this. This is just my way of connecting with people that we have helped in the past with our uh, television show, as well as helping people in the future get involved in the sport I love. I hope you all have a great week. Again, give us that rating. Take care and God bless. Sporting dog adventures run, boy, run. Everything you need is here under the sun.